right, coming to you live from the internet. This is Transist. Oh, is that going to be the name of our show going forward? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just pretending. I mean, I'm <laughs> I mean, practicing. I was we, say, will, I... we will probably update this. So we'll talk about it another time. Welcome to the Android Police Podcast. My name is Daniel Bader. It is the end of the year, which means that we are going to skip out on all the news. We're going to not talk about Beeper. We're not going to talk about Elon Musk or Twitter. We're not going to talk about things that make us angry and sad. Instead, we're going to talk about the things that made us happy and fulfilled this year. We're going to talk about our favorite movies, TV shows, books, articles, games, OLED Steam Decks, you know, whatever, whatever inspired us this year, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about just a little bit of a little bit of our lives. I'm gonna make it short and sweet. So, getting right into it, Will Saddleberg, R. Wagner, welcome to the show. How are you both doing? I'm at my parents' house, so I am. If I sound different this week, that's why, because I am just on this little like end table in my childhood bedroom. So you actually sound very good. Oh, surprisingly, well, that's good for, for like a makeshift setup. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm here. I'm hungry. I want lunch. <laughs> it's 4:30. I'm waiting for y'all. <laughs> oh my god! All right, this is our. This is the lot in life we have. Will is that like we always prevent Ara from eating? I know she's always. Hungry. But it doesn't matter what time we record. It like, doesn't. We, it, it doesn't. Record like no matter what, and she could be like, yeah. "I'm waiting for dinner." I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> Ara." I'm a very food-oriented person, but yeah, yes. go ahead, Will. Mm. I have a new preamp that I'm excited about, and it we as soon as I said that in the pre-show, it stopped working and kicked me out of the meeting. So I came in with Daniel saying, "How is it going, Will?" And I'm like, "Great. Oh, Sorry no. about the record lost uh, seconds of record, Jules, but he'll figure it out." Buy your mom an iPhone. <laughs> well, let's just assume that won't happen again. Uh, I hope so. You also have a new roof, which is nice. I have a new roof. Yeah, they literally were recording this kind of late because they just finished and i just wrote them a check so so we no, need a sponsor for this podcast if anybody really knows do. anybody who wants to sponsor yeah. it this is our this is our chance you can yep. make our year make make will's year yeah that uh, uh i start payments on this bucks. roof on this roof loan next january so or this up like in like two weeks like january 7th i think is my first payment so yeah i need those d brand dollars should we just say that this podcast is sponsored by dbrand and then they have to pay send them an invoice <laughs> yeah we'll just that that's it. honestly who's stopping us i believe it's the worst that happens they don't pay it uh or they sue us yeah i don't know they, they're they're nah, getting they're very chill. good at that they seem chill <laughs> dbrand seems chill it's not not well i still I want use. to continue receiving their grip cases for new devices so yeah, you're 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 focused are you you got your eye on the prize you're just one i i just want the i don't want that sponsorship revenue i just want the case it's a good case i used it on my iphone i used it on my pixel for a few weeks it's just too thick i just find it's yeah, like too it's a bit too bulky for me it's a bit hard to get on and off but once while it is on i love the case mm -hmm. yeah it's just like i put my phone in my pocket and i always yeah. find that it like the grip actually it's a little bit too much for sliding in and out of like yeah it's whatnot. just like yeah. it, it holds on to the edges of my pocket a little bit it's not for like slightly larger middle-aged men with skinny jeans i guess like it, it's aimed at millennials or uh, at gen z like stick thin gen z's well i think it's aimed at people who have the phone like half hanging out of their pockets and that grip is all that is keeping their phone from falling to the floor mm. and when it falls to the floor 
our sponsor will protect your phone at all costs. <laughs> all right, uh, so we're gonna be haphazard about this as we always are. I wanna start with you, Ara, because you were sort of lamenting the fact that like you didn't have a lot of movies, shows, blah, blah, blah this year. I wanna just talk about what made you happy this year? What are the things that you're leaving this year with that, that like you're gonna remember something that you enjoyed tremendously and that lifted you up? Uh, well, it's not to say that I didn't enjoy any like books, movies, shows this year. I just didn't enjoy any of the like mainstream ones, I don't think. The only time I got to a theater this year was to go see The Little Mermaid, and we all know how that turned out. Um, but uh, I mean, I've, I've read an inordinate amount of like uh, webtoons and comics this year. This season in particular was a very good season for anime. And I'm very much hoping that that continues into 2024 because uh, I need more good animation in my life because the American market doesn't have enough of it that is aimed at an older audience. The other thing that I've really enjoyed this year has been um, I spent this year watching a lot more of actual plays and Dungeons and Dragons stuff. So like Dimension 20, Critical Role, uh, Critical Role had a new show that came out this year called Candela Obscura. And I am not a horror person at all, but this is a uh, horror D&D actual play. Well, not D&D because they use their own system, but same thing. But it has been delightfully macabre. As the unsuspecting new Farons bear witness to this macabre phenomena, each investigator must steal their mind, perhaps even from themselves. The Circle of Tide and Bone, assignment number 3158, The Antiquarian. And there's an episode that I thought was airing next week, but it's going to have to wait until January. But it's DM'd by one of my favorite people in the world, Abriah Ingar, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing her absolutely wreck all of her players again. D&D had a good year. D&D had a very good year, apart from the movie. I, I wait, heard great wait, things wait, wait. about the movie. Hold, hold actually, on, wait, no, that, that's right. I did go to the movies for that. First of all, the movie's good. I've seen it two times now. But also, D&D had a bad year. Are you guys forgetting all the D&D stuff that went down this year? I, I don't. I'm. I'm very. I'm saying it at a surface level because of Baldur's Gate three and the sure, movie sure, sure, sure. and everything else that R has talked about. But yeah, tell us why it had a bad year. Proper, proper Dungeons and Dragons, like Wizards of the Coast, Dungeons and Dragons didn't have a good year, and that was mostly Wizards no. of the Coast's fault. They were basically yeah. trying to rescind the free licenses on previous generations of Dungeons and Dragons Correct. and force all of the people that have turned Dungeons and Dragons from a little like corner niche into something that is somewhat mainstream because they wanted to make all of the groups that do like actual plays and whatnot pay Wizards of the Coast for licensing. Oh, so they they pulled a Unity. They pulled Unity Unity before Unity did it. Yeah, Yeah. but same idea. And the story ends with Hasbro having laid off staff a week ago from Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all around uh, bad for. Yeah, I I like I like that aura bad for D&D corporate good for D&D fans. I like that. Yeah, it was a good year for the community. I think the movie's great. I think it really captures the the vibe of playing D&D in a way that still manages to be like a story that someone who doesn't play D&D can enjoy. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just, as far as blockbusters go, like I think that was one of my favorites of the year. I think it's fine. I just don't think it has quite as much rewatch value as I would have liked. Because yeah, like I I, when I was in the theater with my friend, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then I went home and watched it again once it was out on Prime. And I was like, eh. Well, that's what's special about the theater. Makes yeah, everything better. It does. I really need to get to a theater more in 2024. 
and I need to cancel my A-list stubs because I did not use yeah. that subscription at all this year. All right, so quickly, Ara, favorite movie and favorite TV show of the year? Oh, favorite TV show is going to be The Apothecary Diaries, which is an anime that was shown this season. I think we're having the final episode this upcoming Saturday or maybe a week later because Christmas. And then my favorite movie of the year. God, I'm trying to think of what new movies I saw this year. Honestly, I'm going to go with The Little Mermaid just because I personally liked it, even though there was still like some problematic stuff in it, mostly because I liked the ways that they expanded the world. And it was the movie that I was like, oh, I, I have to go see this like opening day, opening week. I need to see this movie. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that was among the more controversial, not controversial, just like all the live action Disney movies mm. have been underwhelming to some extent, but oh, they yeah. always make tons of money. So Google it didn't so this Disney year. Doesn't matter. I don't think Disney had a bad year. I mean, Disney yeah, had a terrible Disney year. was not in it's just not in a good place right now. Bob Iger is just sad every day. Well, but, I think he kind of deserves it for putting Chappick as his uh, successor and then dipping as quickly as he did. But hopefully things get righted, and I, I'm hoping that their new strategy with media is going to help a little bit more in 2024. Although that said, it also sounds like they're going to start killing a lot of the smaller projects, which is where things tended to actually work for Disney when it came to their content strategy. It's also like not a great year for Marvel, but that was mostly because MCU just kind of got their shit wrecked this year. And the Marvels got blamed for a good portion of that, which I don't understand because the Marvels looks like exactly the kind of movie I should be going to a theater to see. I, yeah, I, I didn't mean, see it. I heard the Marvels was like good, better than most people said it was, but still yeah. worse than most of the phase four and and previous. Like it, it was fine. Like the yeah, what's it called? Captain Marvel, like that was a good movie. I enjoyed Captain Marvel. I will watch more movies like that. So mm. I'm not opposed to it, but it, I mean, I watched enough mediocre Marvel movies in the last two years to just put me off the entire franchise or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the fact that like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Multiverse of Madness got made in the first place is just remarkable to me. Have I, have I told you guys my plan, one of the plans I have for this winter holiday we're about to go on? No. No, please tell. I have only really seen oh, two, two post-Endgame uh, MCU movies. Oh, are you doing a phase four and phase five watch through? I was like, what if I watch all of the movies, not the shows, but just the, all of the movies I haven't seen? So that way, like, as the resident MCU hater, both on this podcast and at Android Police, I can have, like, ammo for it. I can be like really up to date on like not just assuming they're bad, but knowing they're bad. Yeah. This is a multi hour. How many of them have you seen? I saw Black Widow when it came out on Disney Plus. Black Widow shouldn't count. But it does, and Honestly. it's bad. Uh, it it's not, not a very good movie. And I saw No Way Home, which we talked about on this episode last year. Yes. For an extended period of time about how much I don't like that movie. Those I are liked the two. It a lot more than you did. You did. But you know what? People are coming around to my point of view. People are rewatching that movie and going, you know, maybe it's not very good. Maybe nothing in this makes sense and all the characters are bad, uh, to which <laughs> I say, correct. I'm not going to argue with that. It's yeah. still a fun movie. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, I probably won't do this. I'll probably run out of time, but I've thought about it. It's been in the back of my mind. 
I'll probably like Guardians 3 whenever I get to that, though. I like the first two. I keep trying to convince myself to watch Guardians 3, and I've been spoiled on so much of it uh, that I'm just like, I'm good. Yeah, I I just know there's like animal abuse stuff in it, which like genuinely has been like a little bit of a like, I'll get to it when I get to it. It sounds like a bummer. MCU light next year. There's one MCU movie in 2024, so I'm really and 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 it might be the worst movie ever made. We'll wait to find out. Which one is uh, it next year? Deadpool three, directed by Sean Levy, gonna be maybe unwatchable, but (sighs) but I'm excited for that. (laughs) I was I was really kind of hoping that Reynolds was gonna get to direct it himself. (laughs) No, he's a his Sean Levy's his guy now since Free Guy. Remember Free Free Guy? So bad. Yeah. So bad. Yeah, so that's that's what the MCU has next year. Let them cook, I guess. All right, Will, what, are your, what is your favorite TV show and movie of 2023? Am I limited to 2023 media on this? Yes. Yes. Okay, so the problem is that uh, Maddie and I are behind on like pretty much every hit TV show of the year. Like we would start something and then get a few episodes in and then fall off, not because we didn't like it, but because we get busy with stuff. So like, only watched two episodes of season two of The Bear. Only watched four episodes of the Scott Pilgrim anime. Only watched two or three episodes of The Curse, the Nathan Fielder show. All of that stuff we're looking to catch up on. So I got to go the boring route and just name the show that we did finish, which was Succession. That show rules. I don't know. Not don't that know boring. I think that's a good choice. It's the obvious pick, it I ended, guess. But that's. It was amazing. Final season. I uh, coming back from Hawaii, rewatched like the first three episodes of that season on the plane, just like in and out of sleep. And like, there's nothing better than waking up to some good television while you're trying to sleep on a plane. It's great. It's true. I still need to. I I haven't watched a single episode, or I think I haven't even watched a single clip of Succession. That needs to happen at some point. I think it rules. I think it's one of the best TV shows, certainly of its decade of the last ten years. But yeah, it either hits for you or it doesn't. But by, you know, the middle of season one, it starts really cooking and just goes from there. Yeah, I know. I mean, there are a lot of people that are that are not going to see the satire in it and are just going to look yeah. at it on face value and go, why am I watching a bunch of terrible people be terrible to each other? What it does so well is is it it does win you over to these terrible people. Mm-hmm. You end up do kind of being like, oh, my God, they're so fucking awful. But also, like, I do really like this character and I do really like this character. And like, even though they're bad, like it, it does that like antihero stuff kind of like really well where that's you know, true. If you take a step back at any, especially, especially in the fourth season, you take a step back at any moment. You're like, I want all of these people to fail at everything they're doing in their lives, obviously. But, you know, I, I have my favorite that I want to win the right to rule right. Waystar Royko. So, yeah. That's because humans can't help but root for somebody Yeah, in a group. Like, we just have to see the good in people because otherwise yep. we are all going to be depressed and not want to hang out with anybody. So it's like, I think we're just evolved that way. And yeah. this is a good example of that, where, like, you try to find the best in terrible people because otherwise your brain shuts down and it just can't cope with all that cynicism. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I totally understand that. All right. That's your TV show. What's your favorite movie of the year? So this is so tough. Cause like there are like four movies out right now. I need to see, I still need to catch up on killers of the flower moon. There are big players. So with that said, uh, the two I'll name right now, very different vibes. 
I really loved Bo is Afraid. I know that's a really divisive movie. I get it. If you hate that movie, I get it. But that movie rules. And The Holdovers. Have you seen The Holdovers? Yes. No. Lovely. So charming. All right, it's a Christmas movie. Watch it. it over Christmas. It's it's a, it's so nice. It's like a warm hug okay. from an alcoholic. Such it's great. <laughs> That's true. From an alcoholic. No, it's it's they really fucked up the release schedule for that thing because it came out like a month before Thanksgiving. And and as I've talked to James about our our editor in chief, um it's not coming out in the UK for like another month, but it's a Christmas movie. So like it should have come out at Thanksgiving and played all the way through the Christmas season, but it's it's out on digital now. It's about a kid at a kid, like a teenager at a private school. He is the holdover for the holiday season. You know, he can't go home to his parents because there's there's no one to come get him. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It's just a very it's a comedy drama. I found it very moving. In 1970. I mean, we have yeah, to yeah, it, it is a period it. piece. Yeah, it's it is, a period it piece. Ties in the Vietnam War and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, that movie's lovely. Paul Giamatti's really good in it. I'm just saying, this was the first good thing that came with being in this prison with you. Need I remind you that it is not my fault that you are stuck here? Do you think I want to be babysitting you? Oh, no, no. I was praying to the God I don't even believe in that your mother would pick up the phone or your father would arrive in a helicopter or a submarine or a flying fucking saucer to take you dead. And then Bo is afraid uh, is the opposite of that in pretty much every way. I haven't seen it, but I can. I mean, I've, I've seen enough Ari Aster to know that's sure. exactly true. It is a big swing even for him, I would say. It is certainly at its strongest in the first hour of that movie, but I still think that like when it got to, there is a reveal. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. If not, you might still know what I'm talking about. Uh, there was a reveal in the third act about Bo's family that I found really funny. And I think the movie wants you to think it's funny and goofy and it either plays for you or it doesn't. And I don't, blame anyone for hating that movie or not vibing with it but it's so weird i gotta love it all right well mine are fairly straightforward my yep. favorite show of 2023 and again i'm probably even more so than both of you like mired in back catalog and i just yeah. i haven't seen yeah. a lot but especially movies i counted i've only seen like five movies the whole year but favorite show was the bear season two Highly, yeah, I gotta catch up. I gotta it's watch it this week. I think absolutely insane. Yeah. So good, so beautiful, so raw. It's just, it's so unexpected. Every episode, you're like, this is not what I thought would be happening to this character right now, but it yeah. rewards you in the most incredible ways. Like, I don't think I can remember since I don't know, I want to say like Breaking Bad. Yeah. Or Mad Men, have I been invested in characters in a show like this? Because it's kind of the opposite of Succession, right? These are all very good, hardworking, kind people that are just damaged, yeah. right? And they are so damaged in so many ways, but they really want to do good work and they really want to help. And it makes me feel good about myself because I'm, you know, I feel the same. Like, I think a lot of people do. We're, we're like, we're all damaged, broken people but that ultimately want to put good out in the world and seeing talented people hone their craft in order to create a product and have an end game that they can be proud of. It just like, it just makes me so happy. Yeah. And the season just fulfills that promise in a really wonderful way. So yeah, I, I highly recommend 
Everybody watch that show if you haven't already. Movie of the year, again, stipulation here. Like I've seen Barbie, I've seen Oppenheimer. Those were like the two blockbusters I saw this year. Yeah. I saw The Holdovers. That was going to be my like number two, but my favorite movie of the year was Past Lives. Which I still haven't seen. Absolutely. You told me to watch it. I know. Gorgeous. Just, yeah. a, a, just a gorgeous, gorgeous film. Uh, Celine Song's directorial debut. I cried in this film more than I expected to. I laughed. It's a quiet movie. It's not trying to make a big statement about anything. It's about yeah. three people and how they interact with one another. And just, oh man, like I, I just don't remember the last time I left to uh, finish a movie just feeling so emotionally depleted. Yeah. He was just this kid in my head for such a long time. And then he was just this image on my laptop. And now he is a physical person. It's really intense, but I don't think that that's attraction. I think I just missed him a lot. I think I miss soul. Did he miss you? I think he missed the 12-year-old crybaby he knew a long time ago. You were a crybaby? Yeah. Most of the time, he'd have to just stand there and watch me. When is he leaving again? And it's on everybody's year-end list. Like, it doesn't matter yeah. if it's, like, number one or number four. Like, I don't think I've seen a year-end list where this movie was not present. If Greta Lee does not win an Oscar for this, I will be <laughs> shocked. Like, she was incredible. Although, I don't think she'll win an Oscar because she's just not a big enough name yet. But she deserves it. She deserves a Golden Globe. She deserves an Oscar. She was incredible in this film. Yeah, that I, I cannot recommend this enough. I'm looking at my my letterbox. I haven't seen a lot of films this year. That's I saw like yeah. five films. How about music? Any great like jaw dropping albums this year for you? Oh man, music is is kind of a blind spot for me as well. Um, just because I I start I, I like I I started the year with my son only wanting to listen to like Raffi and. If you're a parent, you understand that like when your kids hit a certain age, they just want to hear their own music and it takes a while for them to become comfortable with them hearing your music. So like my Apple Music replay top song or top album was just like Rafi's, just like his greatest hits, which is super sad. If you're bananas and you know it, let it ring. I mean, I, I don't know. Will, did you have a favorite album of the year? Was there anything that like stuck out to you? Music was tough for me this year too. I I really liked the Boy Genius record. I really liked the Caroline Polachek record. Both really good. I came around to, not that I hated her first album, but uh, Olivia Rodrigo's album, uh, second album is is very good. It's very good. I don't know what to tell you. I'm glad she's it's bringing- great. I I listened to it like crazy. It was actually I was talking about like the transition to quote adult music with yeah. your kids like. I put on Guts and it was one of the first albums that both of my kids just like enjoyed jamming to in the car, which is yeah. really hard to find. That's because so, half of it goes so hard. Why does so it go good. so hard? Like why is Bad Idea right and get him back like the bangers of the year? Like they are though. Totally. They're, like she's brought riffs back. I love that. Mm-hmm. 
honorable mentions to two albums I haven't gotten to, uh, which is the Suvian Stevens album and the Mitski album, because I've heard they're both really fucking sad. And I'm just not ready to like put it on. Like, again, maybe during the holiday break, but it's not like, you know, there are albums you can put on while you're doing something. And I the, the vibe on both of those was you got to sit down and listen to these deeply sad albums, you know, in yeah. detail. Yeah, um, I'm. I've heard they're great. I'm sure I will love them. I love both of those artists. But, uh, but yeah, th- that was that was kind of. I don't know. Music's music's so tough because you either put it on in the background and then you feel like you didn't pay attention to it, or you have to like find time to carve out some attention span for it. Yes, and as we all agreed. know, I I have just been listening nonstop to podcasts. podcasts. Anyway, so. yeah, we got a bunch of responses that yeah. bested your numbers. I know, and I was not I expecting that. I was because when I did the math and was like, "Oh, that's just two hours a day, Daniel. That's nothing." Like people in cars with long commutes can be taught me no problem. Like, yeah, we got like eighty three days. One yeah, guy, that one was, was crazy. Like, that's a, that's a lot of podcasts. I am so impressed with people. Yeah, I mean, my my album of the year is not an album that was released in 2023. Yeah. So I have to give a little bit of context here. So this has been the year of like Radiohead resurgence for me because of the Dissect yeah. podcast. Yeah. This season of Dissect went through In Rainbows, which was released in 2007. Right. Perfect album. far my favorite podcast, besides the Vergecast, which is the best tech podcast. I mean, it's... It, I mean, it's it's the model that I have this podcast with, like on. Mm-hmm. It, it's the best tech podcast out there. It's brilliant. Yeah. I listen to every episode. The only produced podcast that I listened to consistently was Dissect this year, and they dissected in rainbows. Absolutely incredible. It made yeah, me it. rethink about in rainbows in a in a like. I did not acknowledge how innovative and how beautiful and how sad and 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 fatalistic in rainbows was when i listened to it in 2007 and like it hasn't been my go-to radiohead album yeah and it's going to be my go-to re- album now like it, okay computer is just it, i listen to it way more right and, and kid a and and i think i didn't realize how much work went into making in rainbows like the perfect balance between those two yes. albums it is, yeah. So yeah, I highly recommend both In Rainbows and the Dissect podcast that dissected In Rainbows. But the actual, my album of the year is The Smiles, A Light for Attracting Attention, which was released in 2022, which is yeah Tom York's side project, which seems like his main project right now for <laughs> some reason. Yeah, Tom and Johnny Greenwood. And got Johnny, two, yeah. Two Radiohead members in there. I forget who the non-Radiohead member is. And they have a new album coming out in in, in like January, February. Yeah. January, February. yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Early winter, a few whatever. Singles. But yeah. I'm I'm just like, it was the year of Radiohead again for me. So that yeah. that's kind of where I, I listen to a lot of a lot of this. My favorite 2023 album. It's hard. I I I didn't. I liked Sufin Stevens' Javelin, but I didn't love it. Okay. Like Carrie and Lowell is still my favorite of his, and that album rules. But it's so sad. It's so sad. (laughs) But this was really sad as well. Yeah, it's I I don't know. It 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 didn't connect with me the same way. But yeah, I I really liked it. Ara, what about you? Do you have any music that you love this year? I have two albums that I've been kind of playing nonstop this year. Um, and one of them is the album by the Jonas Brothers, just because it 
Yeah, mm. it's pop, but it it has so much like '80s influence in it. I'm like, I could see this as being something that I would have heard like on a soft rock station when I was growing up. So yeah. there's a lot of '80s stuff in here that just absolutely makes me want to get up and dance. Uh, and the other one is "Higher Than Heaven" by uh, Ellie Goulding because once I start playing that, it's very hard to get myself to stop. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I like both of those. I've heard both of those albums. I, I enjoy them. The Ellie Goulding one is also like it's it's excellent. She's she's consistent. Like she's very, you know what you're getting with an Ellie Goulding album. Yeah. Mm. The one that I think the surprise for me was Carolyn Polachek. Yeah, she rules. Um, she's kind of blown up over the last year or so, and I, yeah. I didn't. I knew that um, like her song "Bunny as a Rider." Yeah. Is amazing and like was one of my top songs of I think it was 2021 or 2022 whenever it came out. But I didn't know how massive she was going to get and how influential she has been in the industry and how many songs she has produced. And yeah. just in general, like she's been kind of a behind the scenes person for so long and now she's getting her time in the sun. Yeah, I, I found her with her 2019 album, Pang, because uh, she had uh, a single, So Hot You're Hurting My Feelings, on that, that I listened to a lot in 2019. But yeah, I think I think her album from this year, which is called Desire, I Want to Turn Into You, uh, I think is even better, to be honest. Yes, yeah, it is. It's very, very good. And yeah, Bunny is a Writer, which is a single from that album, is, is so good. We're going to talk quickly just about like other stuff. I mean, what mm -hmm. else lit your fire this year? We can talk games, we can talk books, you can talk events, close it out on a high note. What do you have, Will? I counted. I read three books this year. Two of them were about Disney World. I haven't mentioned this on the podcast, even though it came out a month ago. I've worked on podcasts in the past as a side gig. Uh, I worked on another one. I wrote and produced two episodes of a podcast called World's Greatest Con. You've definitely about, talked about that on the podcast. I don't think I promoted it. It, it came you out. did. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I did. came out on Thanksgiving. They're okay, out. not the most recent one then. Yeah, no, no. I, previous, I, I talked about the game show ones, ones I think. Um, yes, I did yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I wrote two more. Um, I'm not the host on them. That's, that's uh, Brian Brushwood. But I, I, I wrote and produced them. It's a two-parter diving into Walt Disney's quest to build the city of tomorrow and how basically how he swindled the Florida government into giving him all the rights he could ever ask for. And then he died. Um, yeah. So go listen to that. Uh, it's, it's, I, I'm really proud of it. Like I said, I read two books in my research on it and th that was half of my, more than half of my reading this year. Uh, I also read boys will be boys, the glory days and party nights of the Dallas Cowboys dynasty, because I'm just a, I'm just a full on football fan now, guys. I don't know what to tell you. I also watched the history of the Minnesota Vikings the John Boy's uh, seven-part miniseries on YouTube that is as good as any movie I've seen this year. I would recommend that. These Vikings were even stronger. Everybody's talking Super Bowl. Former players are talking about it. Area stores are already ordering t-shirts. They're literally minting Viking Super Bowl commemorative coins. Minnesota busts right out of the gate with an opening drive that nets him three points. San Fran responds with a, uh, oh, hey, oh, 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 hey, hey, ah, uh, Shit. 
and then I played a bunch of games and, and and tried a bunch of JRPGs that I got 10 hours into and said these are really good and then fell off. <laughs> so that's that's per use. As you do. Yeah, as I do. No, I got a Steam Deck and, and that's really cool. I, I played a lot of I've been playing a lot of Yakuza. Like a dragon on it. Um, that game's really fun. I beat Super Mario Wonder on the Switch. That's a game I actually beat. That game's good. I've played five hours of Baldur Gates, Baldur, Baldur's Gate 3, and uh, someday I'll play five more hours. <laughs> I'm not even, even going to touch that game. Like, I know I will never play it. Yeah. I'm going to buy it. I know when it gets down to 50 bucks, I'm going to buy it, and then I'm never going to play it. On, what are you buying it on? Steam. Uh, I have great news for you. No, no, no. Set 50 U, uh, Canadian, which oh, it is okay, not. Okay. Which I mean, is about that's 30. fake money. That's fake money. That's like well, exactly, hundred US dollars. Why it's going to take a few years? It's right now seventy-two Canadian. So God context. damn, yeah, I think it's like forty-eight in the US. Oh, that's mean. right now. That's that's not even. It's close either four, to the It might be fifty-two, rate. but it's it's right around the price you're looking for Ugh. if you were buying in in, in real in real American money. dollars, not loonies and toonies. Uh, one day. All right. All right. What about you? When I say I've done an inordinate amount of reading of like web novels and like uh, manhwa and Korean webtoons and whatnot, uh, I, I, I have done thousands of hours of reading for those this year. But I'll just name my top one from three of the main apps that I go to, which is uh, for webtoons, it's The Greatest Estate Developer because it is just absolutely hilariously comedic, but also has some uh, fun story beats. And it's also one of the like few action fantasies that I read because mm-hmm. I tend to do a lot of like romance fantasy, even though I'm not a huge like romance uh, novel fan. And then for uh, Tapas, it's uh, Little Rabbit and the Big Leopard. And then for Manta, it's going to be uh, I've Become a True Villainess because that one's had some fun developments this year. But there's just been so much. I think I've read like over, God, I think I've read over 200 new titles this year. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I was not, I was not kidding. I've, I've done a lot of reading, a lot of reading. Um, but then when are you listening to podcasts? That's the neat part. Don't I encourage don't. her. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch more podcasts, but I can't. Uh, I've developed a thing with my brain where, and it's really hit me during meetings this year, where if I'm listening to a podcast, I literally can't do anything else unless it's like cooking or playing a match three game. Because the second yeah. I try to read, like even just reading a text off of my phone will pull me out of the audio stream for it. I will just start blocking it out with my inner voice. That's fair. It's unfortunate, but it's how life is. <laughs> So this year, I'm particularly proud of my book consumption. This has been my, the year that I focused on taking time to actually read. And I think I've said it on the show before, like I used to read a lot, dozens of books a year. I came into this industry as a a writer. I fell out of it for many reasons, as, as many adults do. And I made a concerted effort to start again. So I've read 49 books this year. I'm going to reach my goal of 50. I have nine days left or eight, eight days left, basically. And I am very proud of that because it's not like the books are various and they are, they, and I, I, I like the list that I have. And I, I think it was a year of good choices for books too, for me. So I'll, I'll name a couple that I loved that, that stood out for me. Uh, from a fiction perspective, I 
loved Trust by Hernan Diaz. This is a book that I think came out in 2022, or 2021, I think. It was just incredible and a really, the, 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 the structure of the book was innovative. The story was interesting. It just left me breathless at the end. It was a feminist book. It was a book about capitalism. It was a book about Wall Street and American and, and like the history of New York in the early 1900s. The characters are great. Like it's just it 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 was just a beautifully written, stru- well structured book. So that was I would say my highlight for fiction. For nonfiction, it's kind of a toss up because I read a ton of really good nonfiction this year. I would say. The one that stood out to me was The Wager by David Gran. So this book came out in late 2022 or early 2023. This is a book about a boat or a series of boats, uh, ships in the 1740s, 1742. It's about a British boat that goes missing as it's trying to go around Cape Horn and there's mutiny, there's intrigue, there's shipwrecks, there's everything. It's going to be a movie. I think Martin Scorsese's already bought the rights to it because David Grant also wrote Killers of the Flower Moon. And um, it was just so fun and so interesting. So I have a lot of other good books that I read this year, but I would say those two stood out for me. And yeah, I... I, I loved I loved this. I, I thought like of all the things that I did this year, that's the one that I'm I'm the most proud of. So, and I just yeah. read a book about uh, the history of the Roman Empire. So I I also got in on the meme right at the end of the year, <laughs> which I appreciate. And honestly, oh. yes. Oh, well, I got I I have to I have to say this at the end of the show as Go. we as we as we wrap up. Um, I am I <laughs> I've been rewatching Lost. Oh no! And that's it. No, more importantly, Maddie's been watching it for the first time, and that's two Lost fans. Uh, we're in the middle of the sixth season, and I will, Daniel, I will tell you if she likes the ending or not. I will, I will keep you informed. Uh, but I do know that there are people out there who listen to the show. Listener, Lost, hear I, this. I see you. She won't. She will not hear like you. She will. And I respect you. That show's good. You, you are not alone. Mm. That show's good. Okay. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening this year. Uh, This has been a really fun podcast to record every week. Our audience is awesome. Yeah. We have a really loyal set of listeners. We're going to see some changes next year to the show, but the core will be the same. So thank you for coming on this journey with us. They're kicking me off. Thank you, Dbrand, for uh, preemptively sponsoring (laughs) next year's podcast. We appreciate you as well. Uh, It was part of Dbrand. Dbrand hates Lost. They said, you got to get Will off the show. And Daniel said, yes, for the money, I will get Will off the show. That's it. I will do anything to get that sponsor. All right. That's it for the show. Thank you so much. We will talk to you in 2024. I hope you have a wonderful relaxing, safe Christmas and New Year. And uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
For decades, everyone agreed that the final score was 258-141, but 25 years later, we have a dissenting opinion. Everyone but John accepts that score. So who's missing from that group? You guessed it, it's your old buddy John.